You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning or good afternoon to all, depending on where you are. And welcome to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, your iHeart Pet Radio station. And actually, the only live show right here on Pet Life Radio is Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. So we're here for you. We're here to answer your questions. We're here to help you through all the bugs, all the tough parts of sharing the house with a pet and also celebrating the amazing bond we have with our pets. And, um, of course, we need to thank our sponsors for being here. ProSense Pet Products, the veterinary quality product that you can get at mass prices. And you can find them at your local Target, your local Walmart. And also Kong, Kong toys, which are amazing. They are safe. They have a lot of therapeutic benefits, especially with mouth and oral development. Behavior, uh, you can get a free Kong toy and a free ProSense pet product merely by calling in, asking a question, logging on. You can reach us at 877-385-8882. I definitely want to hear from you. You can also join us right here. Join me. I'm live here at Pet Life Radio. Just click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab, and you will see a nice little window that says join the conversation and start typing away, and we will answer your questions. And just for asking, we will send you out a ProSense product and a Kong toy for being part of our show. You know, we have, I was in, as many of you know, that uh, following us here at Pet Life Radio, I was in New York last week doing the segment in the morning on uh, Fox and Friends. Uh, it was a great segment, a lot of fun. High-tech methods of preventing your pets from becoming lost, whether it was, well, obviously, microchipping is a must. We talked about a facial recognition app called Finding Rover. That's really cool. And for those of you that missed it, very simple. You can download this app for free. It's called FindingRover.com. And what it does is you take a picture of your dog. In my case, one of my dogs is, interestingly, Grover with a G. But, so I would take a picture of Grover, and I would register that picture with the folks over at FindingRover.com. And then so what happens is if someone else finds the dog, and there's a, they'll send you a little tag that says, you know, take my picture kind of thing, and when someone else finds their dog, they will take a picture of the dog, send it in, and their computer program over at Finding Rover will match the pictures to the closest match. Find out if your dog is, in fact, lost, and they will contact you. I think it's amazing. Uh, there's another thing called a pet hub that has a QR code. And on the back of the tag, all you do is take your phone, and you, you know, click on your little app to read QR codes. And everything will pop up, all the information on the dog, the owner, medication, you name it. And every time the little tag is scanned, you, the parent owner of the dog, will get a call from Pet Hub. And that's really cool. Of course, we talked about the whistle activity monitor. And uh, it's one of my fave. And uh, my dogs are, my big dogs are all wearing the whistle. What's cool about that is it, it, you can, first of all, check in on your dog during the day via phone, via you know, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. It's really cool. And uh, what's also nice, <laughs> and this is great, I think I mentioned this last week, that one, a dog walker got busted because the owner knew that they hired this dog walker and they're supposed to have, of course, they can go on their phone and check and say, I wonder how, I wonder how Grover's doing at the park today with the dog walker. And you can see all the activity spikes and you can see the movement, right? And all of a sudden, instead, she saw it was just sitting there, nothing going on. And she called the 
Benson, wait a second, the dog walker. I, I'm paying you to walk my dog, and you're sitting there. I, I haven't seen any movement in, uh, in the last 20 minutes. So um, that's good. And of course, there's also the tag collar, which is GPS. Oh, by the way, Whistle is adding GPS to their little medallions that, that, that fit right onto a collar. So there's so many fantastic, fantastic methods to keep tabs on your pets and also to keep them safe. Another one is there are they're two good companies out there, but they are basically the invisible fences. And so dog wears a little receiver on the collar. The transmitter is placed in the center of a, you know, up to like 105 or 120 feet. I mean, it's really cool. And if the dog leaves or as it's approaching the borders, they'll get to hear like a little sound beep. Now, they may not know what that sound beep is yet, but as they continue to get closer to the border, then that sound beep turns into a little, it's not like a shock collar. It's a little impulse collar. It gives a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a, a feeling of a vibration over to the neck and um, the dogs know, oops, not going there. And they turn around and move back into the perimeter. So there are really a lot of fun, interesting, and not very expensive ways to keep tabs on your pets and to keep them safe. Anyway, that was a great segment. By the point, I was in New York last week and really getting a feel for the East Coast weather, the mugginess. I know you know, Mark Winter, our, our show producer, is based in Florida. There, it's really hot and muggy. And I come back to California, and, you know, sorry, guys, but it's gorgeous. I mean, yes, it was like yesterday, it was really hot. This whole week is supposed to be hot. I mean, we're in the 90s, but it's a nice dry heat. You know, we're not too far from the ocean, so we get the breeze. It's really nice. But we still have to realize that for our pets, our dogs, it is tough out there. So again, I don't have to reiterate, make sure there's shade, make sure that they have access to water, make sure that never leave them in a car unattended and without air conditioning going, not even for two or three or four minutes. That's how fast the car can heat up between the dog's panting and the anxiety and the heat. It's, the car acts like a, like a steam room. I mean, it's crazy. So you got to be careful with that. If you have a pool and your dogs like to swim, by all means, let them. My dogs love it. They can't stay out. So we have to sort of continue to remember that it's still hot out there. Yes, we're approaching fall, two weeks away, whatever, but many parts of the country are still really, really uh, heating up in September. So a number of weeks ago, we started like a, a series of things of common problems and the challenge of knowing, understanding, appreciating when we need to worry. In other words, when do we see this problem? Do we have to pack the dog or the cat into the car and rush them to the veterinarian, or if it's in the middle of the night, rush to the emergency center. And we went through, well, first of all, allergy and skin issues. We went through vomiting. That's a big one. Intestinal problems. And I kept teasing you over the last couple of weeks, but then I was away. Then I was at the trade show in Kansas City. We had guests on the show. We talked about some other things. But one of the things we talked about, or I promised we were going to talk about, is limping. The limping dog, the limping cat. And when do we panic? And I seem to find from other, as I like to call them, elsewhere animal hospitals, I think even plenty of veterinarians could use a little refresher course on this one because I have people coming in with, I'll give you a perfect example, perfect example. A very common disease in large breed dogs is hip dysplasia. Many dogs have it. So I get a call actually, not even a call, this is a funny story. I bump into a, a guy at the market who I knew from elementary school, he was actually in my older sister's class. He's two years older than I am. But of course, I knew who he was. And I've seen him around town over the years. And uh, he approached me in the market, um, doesn't bring his pet to me. And uh, he knows I'm a veterinarian. He says, Jeff, can I ask you a question? I said, sure, absolutely. So he says, my daughter has this dog that came up lame fairly suddenly. 
And they took him, the dog, to her veterinarian. And the veterinarian took some x-rays and said there's a problem in the hip. It's uh, some arthritis in the hip. So I said to him, I said, how was the dog like a week ago? Did this come on fairly suddenly? He goes, yes. I said, well, I don't need to see the dog and I don't need to see the x-rays. But I can tell you right now, it's not the hip. And it's like, he looks at me like, well, it's like, how do you know? I said, because when you have diseases that are chronically progressive, like arthritis, rarely do you all of a sudden get an instant pain. In other words, had I taken these same x-rays a month ago, they would have looked exactly the same as they do now, and yet your dog wasn't limping. So something else happened here. There is, you have to start evaluating. You have to put the chronic progressive diseases much lower on your list. Of course, I never say it's impossible. Let's say a joint mouse, because of the severe arthritis, freed up and got into the joint. Could that cause acute sudden pain? Absolutely. So it's not like I'm saying it's impossible, but you have to sort of weigh the possibilities and say to yourself, what is likely? What is a more likely cause? And when you have an acute onset, a sudden onset of a limping problem, you have to think some kind of injury. It could be blowing out your knee, the cruciate ligament, a meniscus. It could be something called cauticoinus syndrome. Even though you can have a chronic look on the x-ray, sometimes the onset of pain can be acute because it's a function of, of a nerve being pinched within the spinal cord as it exits the spinal cord at this lumbosacral area. So you can see signs of chronic instability, but pain could be acute. It could be a a fractured toe. It could be a bee sting. It could be something happened. An event happened, which is why the dog is limping today and wasn't limping two days ago. And usually, so when I heard that the answer from this other veterinarian was hip dysplasia, I wasn't buying it. I just wasn't buying it. So I told him he needs to come in. Sure enough, in this case, it turned out to be cauticoina, classic cauticoina. It's a very frequently missed diagnosis, lumbosacral instability. It's where the seventh lumbar vertebrae called L7 teams up with the first sacral, first of three sacral vertebrae called S1. We call it LS or lumbosacral disease, L7S1. And even though the condition can be chronic, the onset of pain can be acute. And sure enough, this was classic. I mean, I showed him the x-rays. I showed him, you take x-rays in, in a few different views in stages of flexion and extension of the back legs. And you could just see the movement within these two adjacent vertebrae and where the pinching of a nerve takes place. I mean, it's fascinating. But P.S. the dog is doing great and it wasn't the hips. So what you want to realize is that when there's an acute or sudden onset of pain, think an episode, think of an event, think of an injury. Think of that insect bite. Think of stepping on something. A soft tissue injury from a a dog fight or getting dog is loose and comes back. Could it have been hit by a car? Could it have been kicked? These are all the things you think of when we have sudden onset of injury. And with sudden onset of injury, many of our injuries, when we have an injury to a leg, I mean, if I, I play ball Tuesday nights, I'm running on the court, right? I know if I get a banged up knee, I know whether it's just a, like a, a Charlie horse. I know if I'm just muscle sore. So I'm not going to run to the doctor. I mean, if, if you hit the ground and you hear it, that snap, you can't even walk and your ankle is swollen, right? Then you know you have some pretty bad strain, maybe even a fracture. When your dog is injured and can't walk, won't even put weight on it, or you see a limb deformed, yes, time to go to your vet, get some x-rays. That could be a fracture. But when everything else is okay, you wake up in the morning, the dog is limping, but is weight-bearing. That's important to note. He will put weight on it. He's just favoring it. Don't think you have to panic and rush to the veterinarian. And just so you know, even if it was a broken leg, 
There's no such thing as an emergency broken limb. In other words, when that pet is hit by a car or in a very bad injury, the last thing we worry about are the limbs. First, we have to make sure the internal damage. Is there internal bleeding? What's going on with shock, right? Was there blood loss somewhere? The last things we worry about are the skin contusions and abrasions and a limb. Those could be fixed, but we have to make sure we have a stable animal first. So, and that's if the limb is broken. So you can only imagine if the limb isn't even broken, the dog is bearing weight, the pet, the cat is bearing weight, but just favoring it, right? Then we sometimes tincture of time is just a fine way to go. So um, I'm going to leave to brew on that for a second. It is time for our halfway through the show break. And we'll be back in just a minute here on Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food, and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin, skin infections like hot spots, and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Hey there, pet parents. This is Christy Vaughn, host of The Doggy Dish. Do you love your furry companion? Do you love making him or her healthy treats but can't seem to find the time? Great news. The Doggy Dish is the perfect show for you. Every episode is chock full of healthy and easy recipes that are made with ingredients you most likely have on hand. Tune into The Doggy Dish for yummy and healthy recipes for your canine kids. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back to Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I am your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, and I want to hear from you. Pick up the phone, easy, 877-385-8882, or just um, 
join us online. Go on to the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff Tab, and you can join in on the conversation. It's as easy as that. And we are talking about limping. Now, I'm sure, I, I'm, I know for a fact that there's not a single person listening out there right now that hasn't had at some point in their lives with sharing their homes with pets a limping dog or a cat. It may not be this one, but I know it's happened. So I'm sure you have some questions. I'm sure you want to know more. So give us a call. Send me a text right here to uh, Ask the Vets radio show. You can Actually, you can send me an email to drjeff.drjeff at petliferadio.com. It will be forwarded to me immediately on air live or easier. Go in the conversation. Join in the conversation here on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab. So before the break, we were talking about the limping and you know the acute sudden onset of limping, but I mean still bearing weight, just just minimized use and as we call favoring the leg. They're still putting weight on it, just favoring. When a dog pretty much, pretty much, there's no more absolutes anymore, we know that, but pretty much if a dog or a cat can bear weight and walk at all on a limb, it's not broken, all right? Ah, sometimes it can be a broken digit and they can, you know, that means just one of the toes. But if it's one of the major bones, they're not putting weight on it. So there are a number of, and first of all, another thing I want to add to this is that when you do go to the doc and the doctor wants to take an x-ray, the dog is bearing weight, just not well, favoring it, maybe can or can elicit some pain and still wants to take an x-ray, some might say, wait a second, how much soft tissue can you see on an x-ray? And the answer is not much. So is it worth taking the x-ray if you're not going to see any bone? If you know the bone is fine, why take the x-ray? Well, first of all, there are some changes that we can see. We can see inflammation. For example, if a dog tears a cruciate ligament, very, very common injury, the typical, we call it a cranial cruciate ligament tear, could be a partial tear, could be a full tear. And in humans, they call it an ACL, anterior cruciate ligament. And what we'll see is you can't see the ligament itself, no way. But what we can see are some changes in the alignment of the bone, and that is the tibia and the femur. And we can also see what we call joint effusion. Joint effusion, effusion is usually when these fibers tear, they bleed into the joint space. And you could see the change inside the knee of the injured leg versus the non-injured leg. And we always recommend taking x-rays of, of the normal limb as well. And you can look for the comparison. So that, amongst other things, even though you're not actually seeing the torn ligament, there are certain things we can put together. We're looking for what we call a tibial thrust. We're looking for a drawer sign. So these are things why that physical exam is so important. And I will just say of, of many of the soft tissue injuries that pets have to deal with, one that is pretty much 100% surgical is going to be the cruciate tear. Obviously, well, Achilles, big ligaments that tear, the Achilles tendon, when that tears, that's going to be definitely 100% surgical. But the key is that even with a partial tear, the problem is that there is a blood supply, but it's a very poor one. And the ligament itself is under tension. So when the fibers start splitting, they sort of snap back in opposite directions. There's no way they're going to come together again. And therefore, with each fiber that tears, and they're usually not just one, they're usually many, sometimes hundreds at a time, that ligament is getting weaker. And of course, the more strain put on a weaker ligament, it's ultimately going to go. And I used to work actually with a, a board certified veterinary surgeon in my practice. And he was probably one of the more conservative surgeons I know. You know, typically you say, ah, they became a surgeon, they like to cut. Of course, they're going to say it needs surgery. He wasn't like this. He would always try anything medically first before he would resort to surgery if it was, if there were options. 
But under his breath, he would laugh when a client would say they want to wait and they want to see what happens with a cruciate ligament because he knows it's 100%. It will need to be fixed. You know, it's really hard to get into on a, on a radio show. And even though this is going to be, this is sort of simulcast and you can pick up the video online. But it's a very important reason why with a dog, you have to repair a cruciate ligament. And with a person, unless they're an athlete or you know, even a weekend warrior, you can put the brace on and they can get along just fine. And you kind of have to picture it, but if you look at a person at rest, there's only one bend in their entire limb, hind limb, leg limb, okay? What is the bend? The hip, that's straight. The knee, that's straight. The hock, the heel, there's your bend, a 90-degree bend. And then the digits, the metatarsals, right, that's all flat again. So now I want you to picture a dog even at rest, just standing. And you can see it in picture. You can see you know, pictures of dog skeletons. The hip bent. The knee bent. The hock bent. The tarsal metatarsal joint bent. Every single joint is bent. There's not a single straight joint when a dog is at rest. Therefore, the tension on this injured ligament is always creating a problem. And therefore, they will need to have it surgically repaired one way or the other. So I want to take a brief minute because there seems to be a lot of confusion amongst usually puppy owners about some limping problems and what are some of the growth-related diseases that we see, especially in large breed dogs, and even one or two young, and may not be growth-related, but certainly young dog disease in small breeds as well. And when do you have to worry? So the most common large breed, rapidly growing dog, young dog, is called panosteitis, pano. It is an inflammation within the growing bone, usually the long bones. We see it most probably in the humerus. We'll see it also in the radius ulna. Again, we'll see it a lot in the femur, sometimes in the tibia as well. And the condition is very identifiable on x-ray. You can see discrete changes. You also have a very painful bone. So if you squeeze the bone, it is going to be, it's going to hurt. So that is something that needs to be radiographically diagnosed. Fortunately, it's the most common. And fortunately, the reason I say fortunately is because it does not need surgery. It's purely a medical disease. Uh, we often recommend dropping down. It happens to these big dogs. I think they're getting too much protein. They're growing too fast, exercising too much. And therefore, we have to curb the exercise a little bit and we have to get them on adult food sooner than we used to. One of the, the taglines from one of the puppy foods when I was a kid was, you know, for a full year until they're full grown. No, 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 no. We are backing away from quote unquote puppy food way earlier than a year, probably six to nine months. Is it by nine months, they should already be converting to either a young adult formula or to adult food. Young adult formulas, by the way, are great. The other two that we see commonly in large breed dogs are one thing called elbow dysplasia. We call it FCP, fragmented coronoid process. This is a surgical disease. It is, again, something that can be picked up on radiographs. However, you need to have somebody who's familiar with the disease because oftentimes you can't see the actual fragmented piece of bone, but you can see secondary changes within the joint that indicate that there is somewhere in there a floating piece of bone that chipped away. That's FCP fragmented coronoid and elbow dysplasia, we call it, of course, as opposed to hip dysplasia. We also have something called OCD and not, not obsessive compulsive disorder. It's osteochondritis desiccans. It is a cartilage flap defect in a joint. We see it in many joints. Probably the shoulder joint would be the most common place. This is a surgical disease. We have to get rid of that surgical flap, that chondro. It's a cartilage flap. And these dogs do amazingly well after surgery. And of course, there's hip dysplasia. And if you have a dog that's prone to hip dysplasia, now one thing you have to remember about hip dysplasia, it is only 50% genetic. 
5-0. That means the other 50% is what? It's environmental. That means it's how we take these dogs. It's how we feed them. We want to keep the plane of nutrition. We don't want the biggest, baddest dog on the block when they're six or eight months old. What we want to do is keep them on the lean side. We don't want to over-exercise them either. No running along for five miles along your bicycle. No taking that long jog. These dogs need playtime, of course, 15 to 20 minutes at a park, throwing a frisbee, throwing a tennis ball, but no continuous pounding on the pavement for miles and miles until they're at least 18, preferably 24 months of age. So it's what we do to these dogs that predisposes them to hip dysplasia. And I recommend, because there are some treatments that we can employ to help prevent some of the onset of really serious arthritis, we want to get some x-rays early. And um, believe it or not, our time is up. I knew this subject is going to take longer than one day. So we're going to come back next week. I'm going to leave you in suspense about what to do with your large breed dogs that you're worried about dysplasia. I recommend any large breed dog should have a hip scan um, probably when they're about 9 to 10 months of age. And next week, when you stay tuned, I'm going to explain why. So I want to thank you for joining me here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, your host. I once again want to thank our sponsors, Kong Pet Products, ProSense Pet Products. I mean, lucky for them, unlucky for you. We're not giving anything away this week because nobody called in. Nobody sent me a text. Nobody wrote in. But uh, hopefully next week you'll get the courage to do so. If you have any questions about joints about limping when to worry how to worry what to do save them send them to me email me dr jeff at pet life radio or log on tune in next week once again our number here is 877-385-8882 and we'll see you next week